0: Now we come on to part two of this learning outcome. And this is looking at the role of information and knowledge in decision making. So when we make decisions, how do we make those decisions? And you know, somebody has said that there's no such thing as a bad decision, which we kind of might question that. But if you think about it, it is the best decision you can make At the time with the information available. So it stands to reason that the best decisions are going to have access to the best information. And so we just need to think about in a project how do we manage that information, how do we use it to our best advantage. So if we just think about what information knowledge is, we usually in a project start off with data. So I'll give one example here, but you you probably have many, many more better ones than mine. Um, Here's an organization and people are working, delivering a project and they are filling in timesheets and they are booking to particular parts of the project. They've maybe got a work breakdown structure or work packages and they're booking their time against specific packages of work. So the computer will throw out the timesheet reports at the end of the week and the project manager may look at it, and it's just numbers, it's just data. It is of no use in that form. So we have to turn it into information. So somebody would now use that information, put it into a spreadsheet maybe, start to produce perhaps a pie chart, a trend table, maybe some earned value curves. And suddenly this now gives you information. Then you start to interpret that information. What does it mean? So you start to see that one work package is overspending, another is underspending. So you investigate the reasons why, and you draw some conclusions. This gives you knowledge. You start to understand what's going on. And that in turn allows you then to make some decisions. So you might put more resources in as a result of this. You might perhaps get people to do less hours in some areas. Maybe you can reduce the scope where something's overspending but you adjust things. It may be that actually you've looked at it and you realize that people are booking to the wrong numbers and the the, the, the data is skewed. But you start with the data, which gives you the information you need. That, once understood and interpreted, gives you the knowledge, which allows you to make the decisions. So pulling all this together, um, it needs to be organized. You know, we all know what it's like to, to um, have a desk that's in chaos, perhaps, at least I certainly do, and you can never find anything. Well, think of a project where you don't really know where the data is, the information is scattered around, it, it is not knowledge yet, you haven't, you haven't put it together and collated it, so you've got things in trays. you've got things under desks, you've got things in filing canvas, you've got things in, in electronic files, it's all over the place. You have no idea what the latest document is. You don't know what the the version is that you sent out to the builders or the constructors because there's several versions in circulation. So clearly you need to be organised. You need a filing system. You need a a means of of booking documents in and booking them out. You need configuration management. You need to be able to control the versions of documents. You need to be able to categorise documents. Um, curated, I think, is the term we might use for that. Think of a, a curator in a museum or a librarian. They know exactly where they are, they have the knowledge, and they're able to make decisions, buying more books or so on, because they know what they've got and what they haven't got. Lessons learned, of course, is another key element of this. So we collect the lessons at the end of projects. We collect lessons from audits, we put it together, we investigate it. We interrogate it and we draw conclusions and we start to change things and of course as we change things we then monitor the change to see whether it really is an improvement and whether those changes are being embedded. So we set set up a feedback loop of knowledge Then we gain more data to help us get more information and so on. this is a much neglected area of project management, you know, the, the, the project manager and the team are keen to get on and do things and start rushing around and do the exciting things. And this, by comparison, is relatively dull and orderly, but absolutely essential. Think of the implications. I'm sure you, you know, you've seen this in your, in, in your own place where you don't have the information and then poor decisions are made. So we make those decisions at the gates, clearly, we base it on the the knowledge we've got, so how much have we spent so far, the boss will say, and we say, well, we don't know. We can't make a decision, can we? Can't make a decision. Um, When somebody wants to make a change, do we understand how much has been done already? When we want to make an improvement, do we understand the implications of that improvement? Um, an issue comes in, uh, something has gone wrong, do we have enough information to make the right decisions? Um, And then of course progress information comes in. So I talked about those timesheets, not all organisations use timesheets, but we get the information about how well we're doing, we're 20%, we're 30%, but do we know what we should be at this point? So again, Based on plans, we compare what we've got with the plan, and then we make our decisions accordingly. We speed up, we slow things down, we get more resources involved, we lay resources off, etc., etc. So, information management, a neglected part of project management, but an absolutely essential one.